Welcome back to another episode of Why Not Us. If you listened to a pilot episode uh, that we released this week, uh, we appreciate you. Go follow us on our Instagram, Why Not Us Media, and click subscribe on your podcast platforms. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Don't just click it, smash it. Uh, this is going to be a grind uh, to reach the top, but we're here, fellas. We're here to stay, and we're going to be here every couple of weeks with you. Uh, this is officially episode one of the Why Not Us podcast. Uh, we've got a great show planned for you. Uh, talking about us, we're going to introduce ourselves, kind of how we met uh, and circle back with one another. Uh, we're going to talk about the Open, uh, the British Open. We're going to talk about who burned the bacon this week. Uh, back with our super high fives. Uh, the fellas are back with me, Jordan Childress and Joey O'Toole. Fellas, how are we? I'll tell you what, I'm doing great. I don't know about you. I've got my uh, Braves jersey on today here, uh, and I've got the All-Star game on the background. What What's better than that? The Midsummer Classic, as they call it. Yeah, that's good stuff. And, uh, of course, you know, I'm the only one without a jersey on. I'm sitting here wearing a Target pocket T-shirt and a Texaco hat. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's you, you look good, though. Here. That's That's all that matters. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, at least somebody's recognizing it. <laughs> Joey's or Jordan's got his Nationals jersey on. National, National League. League. National League. League. Sorry. The best wow. league. Best league. Real baseball. <laughs> so that's going on right now as we speak. Uh, these guys are skipping it. Uh, obviously, Jordan and Joey are super into baseball. So we're skipping uh, they'd it for the people. Spend, they'd rather spend their time with you guys. Exactly. Than watching, watching that stuff. Uh, Who wouldn't? So, so to start off with, how about we do a round robin of sorts, uh, introducing ourselves to uh, the pod in the world. Uh, talk a little bit about who we are. So who wants to go first? I think our host should go first. Yeah, I, I okay. agree. I think you got right. it, buddy. I'm going first. Screw it. <laughs> All right. So uh, grew up uh, in Hayside, Virginia. What's your name? Uh, oh, yeah. My name's Ryan Jones. I forgot about that. It's like, it's weird when we're talking, you know, talking to one another. It's like, you feel like everybody should know your name and we say your names like on the screen, but I don't think in the recording, it actually pops up. Anywho, uh, Ryan Jones uh, from Hayside, Virginia, uh, was raised or born in Norton, Virginia, raised on Big Ridge. Uh, I went to college at the University of Pikeville, uh, worked a couple of corporate jobs after college, Realized that the corporate life really wasn't for me. Uh, so now I'm a full-time entrepreneur, uh, own a coffee business, uh, as well as a consulting and marketing business. Uh, and now I'm on this podcast with these three hooligans, or two hooligans, sorry. Uh, and uh, also, what else about me, guys? You have I live a child? in Kentucky, live in Kentucky in Pikeville, over in the east part of the state in the 606. Uh, and I've been here since 2006. So when I came to college, I uh, played baseball in college here and uh, really never left. Uh, just kind of fell in love with the area, met a lot of good people here, uh, and decided to stay here. And uh, I think a lot like Jordan, the Appalachian roots, uh, being in the Appalachian Mountains, it just sort of takes a hold of you uh, and it's hard to leave. Uh, love to travel, a little bit of interesting stuff about myself, love good craft beer, love to play golf. Uh, and that's about it for me. Your new father as well, Jones. Oh gosh, yeah. my <laughs> gosh! How did I not say anything about that? Yeah, new father. Uh, 
little boy, uh, so been married for a couple of years now. Uh, Kelly is my wife, uh, and I'm a new dad. It's kind of crazy. Nothing prepares you for that, fellas. Let me just say that. It's a wild experience. God willing, someday I'll be the same. So. Yep, yep. And Jones is always going to be drinking a beer. Why don't you tell him what beer we have today? No free ads, but today uh, is Founders All Day Vacay. This is a uh, session we do. Founders Brewing Company, Michigan. Joey, you're next. I'm up. Uh, Joey O'Toole, uh, born and raised in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia. Uh, grew up out in the western part of the city. Uh, have two younger brothers. Mother, father uh, raised me. Did a great job, I might say. And um, got lucky and went to a great school, Virginia Tech. Um, go Hokies. Go Hokies. Uh, business major, accounting to be specific. Also got a master's from, from there. And uh, parlayed that into a nice little uh, stint at Deloitte for a couple of years where I uh, was probably not a good accountant, not a good auditor, and did not like my job. Uh, that might be a theme throughout this podcast, unfortunately, guys, jobs that Joey doesn't like, but um, left that career and went and worked for a women's basketball team for about five years at a college out in the southwestern part of Virginia. And uh, that's kind of how Jordan and I met, which we'll get into in a little bit, um, but spent five years working on uh, staff at, at, for a women's basketball team at a college there and then moved to Pittsburgh, where it's just where I currently reside. And uh, yeah, love, love, love sports, love to uh, hang out with my friends, love to hang out with my lovely girlfriend, Emily, when, uh, when she allows me to. Um, <laughs> uh, love hanging out with my family, really, really, really enjoy my, my family, got to see them this weekend. And uh, yeah, um, enjoy being outdoors, enjoy being at sporting events. And, uh, and people ask me all the time, you know, what, what do you enjoy doing? It's, it's really sports, sports and sports. And that's just kind of what I grew up with. Like, hey, do you have any other hobbies? And I'm like, not too many, um, just like sports. So uh, that's a little bit about me. Does that awesome. leave me? Um, I'm Jordan Childress. I hail from the same hometown as Ryan Jones, Hayside, Virginia. Uh, it's in Virginia's baby, Dickinson County, last county uh, created in the state of Virginia. I grew up on a commercial cow and uh, sheep farm, um, pretty much spent a majority of my life either on a baseball field or Bell and Hay during the summers. I went to college at the University of Virginia. It's the only branch of UVA uh, and then spent uh, eight years working in minor league baseball and college athletics. And now spend a majority of my time working in corporate America on the marketing uh, and communication side Spent a lot of my time uh, hunting good bourbon in the state of North Carolina. It's an allocated state, so it's a little difficult. Love playing golf. And then um, I am getting married in October to my wonderful fiance, Jessica. I have a golden retriever uh, named Riley and a tabby cat named Rowdy. Um, not my choice, but we have a cat. <laughs> um, I live, I, I live now, I reside now in Clemens, North Carolina. And if anybody doesn't know where Clemens, North Carolina is, it's a suburb of Winston-Salem. And it's, uh, I live five minutes from West Forsyth High School, which is where Chris Paul went to high school. So if we have any basketball followers, Sick. that's a little bit about, uh, about that. Fun um, fact. Big, uh, another fun fact, uh, big Cincinnati Reds and Cincinnati Bengals fan, as you can see, uh, Joe Burrow in the background. 
Um, you so invited him to your wedding. Don't don't let it. Don't, don't I, I don't did invite Joe. I did invite Joe Burrow. You his, did it. Did you really? Girlfriend Olivia. How did you do? It? How did you do it? Walk me through that. I sent him an invitation and uh, um and everything. I have, I have like a in the mail. You sent it in the mail. In the mail. I have like a buddy to the that stadium gave his, or what? his physical mailing address in Cincinnati. Yes, I have a buddy that uh, provided me <laughs> with his mailing address. <laughs> that buddy may or may not be me, but yeah, his buddy yeah. may or not be me, Joey. Um, we'll not disclose that information was uh, was was found. Um, but yeah, I emailed uh, or I mailed Joe Burrow a wedding invitation. That is so um, funny. So get married in October. Venmo's open at Childers Ten. If anybody want to help help out with those with that, at call. Childers Ten. Jordan, yeah, did he respond? 10. Did he respond by chance or no? No, no. I'm hoping he like sends something. We'll see. I invited. Wouldn't him that be cool? Things. Yeah, I sent like a bunch of I don't of even brands. recall. I, don't, I think my girlfriend probably filled out the invite. Is it was it an online one where you say? It you're was. Do it. Okay. It so was. did you have a spot for Joe online where he could log in and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Now, we're hopefully coming off a win over the Miami Dolphins there on Thursday. So he's got Sunday off. So he might as well um, head on down to the. Oh Why not gosh. Joe? That know? would be so epic if he yeah. responded in some way, like not come or anything like that, but just like responded to it. Yeah. Did send an invite to Richard and Judy Childress. Uh, no relation, unfortunately, but um, uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame uh Car owner Richard, uh, we we both live in the same area, so uh, that was worth a shot as well. So we'll see. <laughs> you didn't tell nice. me that. That's great. Yeah, I did invite Richard and Judy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, like you know, when we planned our wedding, we only had like so many that we could you know invite, and you know we have big families, so I think our cutoff may have been like I don't know, let's say 125 people or something like that. So like there was no way that I'd be able to invite anybody outside of like my immediate family, my friends. So it's just like a free for all with yours. It sounds like you just invite all these celebrities. You know, you don't know until you try. Hey, shoot your shot. That's how Jordan yeah. found his lovely fiance. Shoot that's your exactly shot, right, man. I slid in her DMs, shot. and yeah. that's in, and uh, ultimately. What does Jess think about this? By the way, as long as we don't roast her, um, she's okay with it. Not the podcast about you inviting these celebrities. Uh, we had to order like it's fifty-five households. We had to order a um, hundred invites, so I had a bunch of extras. So we were just, I was just firing, firing them out. I love it. Fire in the hole. Fire um, in the hole. <laughs> all right, fellas. We've got all three have pretty inter interesting backgrounds. Uh, what pulls us all together uh, is pretty interesting, I think. Um, so Jordan and I, obviously, we knew each other from being from Hesa. Jordan was a little bit younger than me. Um, so I graduated a little bit before him. Uh, we always knew each other, grew up in the same church, but we didn't really hang out a ton. Uh, I wouldn't say we probably didn't really hang out any. In we high played school. one year of Little League Baseball together. Um, Which is a lot of fun. You saw me hit a lot of home runs. I saw a lot of yeah, Jones was a little little pudgy 12-year-old that was just killing the baseball. Um, the way my birthday fell, I was an 8-year-old playing as a 9-year-old. Um, and which I was like in a different league with that because there was kids always a year older than me. And then Ryan, who was multiple grades ahead of me, is just absolutely throwing gas and hitting bombs. And um, but yeah, we 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 were acquaintances, and then uh, later in life, we we found this uh, this newfound relationship and friendship um, through much of much of random connections, and that will lead to why uh, Joey is part of this podcast. 
Yeah, so I, I guess I knew Joey before you, right, Jordan? Yep. So I knew Joey through another mutual friend that Joey went to college with. So my best friend from uh, from high school grew up with him really more like a brother than anything. But he was good friends with Joey uh, in college. And then I started going over to, you know, Blacksburg and Virginia Tech and hanging out with those guys. And then after college, Joey kept in touch. Uh, and I would always, you know, go see them on the weekends. And then we started going to the, the Bristol race together uh, and became really pretty close, I would say, in a pretty short amount of time. Uh, and really, the Bristol race was probably the reason why we got so close uh, going every single year for probably five or six years. Yeah, Maybe? that's my first time we actually met, Jones, is we met at the Bristol race yeah. and you and I just hit it off, man. I mean, we clicked. We were just like brothers immediately. Yeah, we were like two peas in a pot of that race. And I was like, man, this guy's really cool. And <laughs> uh, the bromance uh, started. Yeah. And so Joey and I kept in touch uh, and stayed good friends. And then uh, where were you? Where, you were working at Deloitte at the time. So you were traveling all over the place. Yeah. Like you've yeah. got the craziest work history I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> so why don't you take it? You take it from here. And then how you and Jordan kind of synced yeah. up. Well, so Jones, you and I even our, our relationship even grew more when you would, you know, we're slinging, slinging beverages out in the right. of Virginia uh, yeah. when Jordan and I both worked at Radford. So Jordan and I met and uh, it's kind of a funny story because I'm at work one day and we're hiring this new director of communication or excuse me, not director of communications. We're trying this new assistant communications person, Jordan, I think is probably yeah, what it was yeah. at the school we worked at, um, which is Radford university for those, those keeping track at home. But, um, and I, I don't know how Jordan realized that I knew Jake or went to Virginia tech or whatnot. He could probably expound on that, but, you know, and my memory is a little fuzzy on it, but I remember Jordan walking up to me and asking me, hey, or saying, hey, I'm from Hayside, Virginia. And I'm like, I only know one person from Hayside, Virginia, and it's 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 a friend of ours named Jake. And um, we'll bleep out his name. That'd be really funny at this point. Uh, but, uh, and, um, and and I knew you, Jones. That's that's really what it was. And um, I was like, hey, do you know these guys? And he's like, hey, hey yeah, I know those guys. I know them. And um you know, what an awful that, accent. Well, and that's the thing. I, I'm like, who's this kid that's just showing up? And I, I'd only been at the school. I think I'd only been working there a year before Jordan even showed up and started working with us. But um, yeah, and Jordan's like, hey, I, I know those guys. And sure enough, our friendship grew from there because he ended up being our contact for uh, for sports, for our women's basketball program. Yeah, and, and I traveled uh, a lot for work at the time. And I was covering the state of Virginia for a brewery distillery that I was working for. Uh, and another random connection, the distributor that was distributing their products in the uh, in the southwest part of the state of Virginia ended up going to college with Jordan and was really close with Jordan in college. And then we just all started hanging out together when I came to Blacksburg. Uh, it was just kind of crazy, the whole thing. It really was. No, it really was. And Jordan, did I leave anything out of that story? You have a better memory than I do of it. You know, I, I just know, I swear I came into your office, which was that Make, that's a makeshift office on the back hallway. You know? It was. Uh, it was like my second day of work, and you came in there and you asked me if I knew these two brothers from our hometown, and I was like, "Yeah." I was like so cut off, and then he asked me if he knew if I knew Ryan, and I was like, "Yeah." And and then it just kind of blossomed from there. He kind of like told me the connection, and I'm like, "Oh, this all makes sense." And then it just kind of grew from there. And then you know, Joey and I spent a ton of time together with women's basketball because basketball season runs months 
Yeah, and October, then, like I, essentially October. Well, friends like October to March, and March. you and I roommates on the road. Your yeah. roommates on the road. Uh, we lived together for a little bit there. Um, and then Joey would sleep on my couch a lot if he didn't want to drive back to Blacksburg from, from Bradford. It's about a 25-minute drive maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spent a lot of time together over like a four-year span, three, four-year span, um, and then just kind of hung out with mutual connections. And now we're a group chat together, which has led to this podcast. We've all shared, um, you know, we went to one another's weddings. Uh, some of us are in one another's weddings. Some of us are even marrying us in these weddings. Um, so, oh gosh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. The clergy is uh, taking care of the uh, nuptials here in October. So, just one big happy family here. I gotta say, I'm really pumped up for your bachelor party. I just want to get down there, play some golf, hang out. I'm just, I'm amped. We're going to the really bay. Do we, yeah. do we need to film do we need to film yeah happen? yeah we should carve we out should an hour I, I last time i checked the bachelor gets to choose what we do the entire trip so i think he should uh say hey what, what if the entire group just like got in a circle and we just started filming <laughs> <laughs> figure it out we'll have to get their consent you know yeah we, we gotta sign the forms and all that yeah, we'll take yeah, we'll take care of sure. it um, all right, so move, moving on, fellas, how we got started with Why Not Us. Joey, take it away, my friend. Yeah, um, I think as I noted earlier, my, my little theme is I've been trying, I bounced around a couple of different occupations trying to figure out what I like and don't like, and uh, just got a little stagnant in my current position. And Jones and I were texting, I don't know, about a month and a half, two months ago, saying, you know, ask me how I was doing and whatnot. And, and he's like, hey, man, we should, we should start something. We should try something. We should, you know, whether it be a business or whether it be, you know, something like this. And, um, you know, this is what was born from that conversation that he and I had. So uh, we said, hey, how hard can it be? And we came up with the name Why Not Us? So uh, that's where we are today here at the first episode. And we wrote Jordan in. Us. We wrote Jordan into it with us. And uh, here we are. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's a quick synopsis of it jones i don't know if i'm leaving anything out there no but, that's good yeah. and that, when i was thinking about like okay how can we get something for joey to do that he's going to get some more fulfillment just in like life in general out of you're like perfect for this for podcasting your voice man i mean it is thanks. just thanks the vocal strings there well that's what i'm hoping a little bit that people can relate a little bit to us like hey you know we're just a bunch of friends hanging out and we just wanted to talk and you know, show others like, Hey, you can do this too. Or, Hey, you know, if, if you're not That's happy right. with your job or like, just go do something for fun, get some way to kind of, uh, hang out with your friends. And this is an excuse to do it. And hopefully uh, blossoms and we do this for years to come, even if nothing comes of it, it'll just be yeah. fun. And we've been, we've all been in a group chat for what seems like years, but it's like, you know, we're all pretty, pretty interesting. We all share interesting things. Uh, I think we, you know, all have these sort of like, I think Jordan put it in our pilot blog, but all these like hypothetical situations and everybody's got a different point on this or that or the other. Uh, some agree, some disagree. And it's just kind of interesting on how we communicate there. So it's like, how can we take that, turn that into something like this? And people do it all the time and they, you know, make some decent money at it. Uh, and we just saw Joey, uh, it's not somebody that you are acquainted with necessarily, but you were in the same area. But Fat Perez, man, like yeah, we went, high school, going, we went to high school together. He and I, yeah. I guess we don't, we don't know each other that well, but yeah, going full time from his. I mean, it's what seemed like he had a really good job too. Uh, but going full time with Bob does sports, and it's something that you know Jordan. He probably was the first one in this group that started watching that 
uh, YouTube channel and following Robbie Berger, but just watching how just some regular dudes started a podcast, a YouTube channel, and now that's what they do full time for a living. And it's opened up like so many doors and opportunities. So like, why not us? And they're just having fun. That's the other thing. Like it, it, like it emanates from those videos and their content. Like it's like they're just having a good time and they they look like they're enjoying themselves, right? We don't really know that, right? It's this is the internet. Keep sure. that in mind. But um, yeah, they look like they're having a great time. And that's just kind of what my hope is for this. Yeah. Any thoughts there, Jordan? Or you want us to move right along, buddy? I think we pretty much turned a group chat into a podcast. I mean, you know, usually that a, group chat, a yeah. group chat usually works where, you know, we, we talk about a lot of dumb and stupid stuff and eventually someone gets their feelings hurt, but we all love each other. And <laughs> we're all good know, friends. That group chat's family. Yeah. We're missing a few uh, from the group chat. Maybe they'll jump on here with us at some point. Uh, again, they got to sign all the waivers and forms and stuff, but uh, we'll we'll get through it. <laughs> all right, moving right along, fellas. Uh, let's talk about the open here for a second. Uh, Cameron Smith, the mullet flowing free in the wind, the mustache sticking like five birdies on the back nine. Uh, you would have thought this guy was Joe Dirt's brother. <laughs> Uh, drinking a million beers out of that claret jug and two and a half million dollars richer. Gents, did you watch the clinic that this man put on? I watched Monday. I literally sat at work Thursday, Friday, had my computer open uh, and watched pretty much all of it. And I say watch. It was on the entire time when I was sitting at my desk. And even on Thursday, I actually was still up at about two or three a.m. when those first guys went off. So I watched a couple holes. Uh, Friday, I watched a good bit, of, excuse me, Saturday, I watched a good bit as well. And then unfortunately, Sunday, I was at a baseball game in DC and uh, only was falling on my phone. So I missed the five birdies on the back nine that kind of catapulted him into the lead. But he's been playing great for all season. Let's be honest. He's been in contention. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, good for him, man. Good for him. And it, it, obviously, he's quite the character. And, you know, he just seems like, you know, one of us, as I say, a lot of us say, he just seems like one of the guys. Um, and he could just hit a golf ball a million miles, but he put on the clinic, as you said. He was he was excellent, and you, know, mean, you kind just, of feel bad. What's that? Just putting putting lots out. That's it's the really, thing. He's just yeah. one of the best putters, if not the best putter in the world, and and top five guy probably when it comes down to it. But when somebody like that gets on a roll like he did, and he didn't miss, you know, I went mm. back and watched some of the highlights on some of the things I missed. Looks like we got a guest back there, uh, uh, Jordan. Um, <laughs> The cat that he doesn't like or want. <laughs> it's right there snuggling with him. <laughs> but um, I, I just I just do feel I say a little bad for Rory only because yeah, you know, he's been really, really putting, in my opinion, the weight of the tour on his back and he played a hell of a tournament and it did not like he didn't play bad on Sunday, but um could make it weren't falling. He yeah. couldn't get the ball close enough to the hole to get it in, man. Yeah for birdies. Yeah. So Rory made all four cuts. In the and all the majors this year, he finished 29 under par and did not win a single major. That's wow. crazy. So that there was crazy. there was like nine golfers that made all cuts in, in it. He was 29 under. Willie Z was 17 under, and then Matt Fitzpatrick was 16 under. Then under that was JT. So there's only four. Wow. Or I mean, you would think if you're 29 under, you, you've won at least a major or two. But yeah. it felt like all the stars aligned. It was 150th and uh, open. At St. Andrews, I mean, Rory was meant to win that. Yeah. You know, Nick, Nicholas won the 50th Masters. Tiger won the 100th U.S. Open. I mean, it just felt like Rory's in the 150th Open. I mean, he's all on, on fire Saturday. Couldn't make a, couldn't make any birdie putts when he needed to. So, right. Uh, 
I was watching him, you know, on 18, that chip, man. I was like, I think this might go in. Like he is going to get this thing up there and it just might drop. And when he hit it and like the, the angle from the TV, it looked like it really had a shot at going in, but he hit it a little bit too far uh, and really didn't give himself a chance for even birdie. And I think that birdie putt that he missed cost him like over $300,000, which of course to Rory, it really doesn't matter. But uh, second place, I think was around 1.5 and uh, what was third place? 9.6 or, or no, I'm getting the numbers wrong. Yeah, nine hundred and sixty some thousand or nine hundred forty some thousand. That's what we call three holes on the live tour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but for real, it's, but for, it's real. for real. Oh, did you all notice too? Uh, I I didn't really realize this, but the uh, you know the NBC or whatever didn't cover any really the live golfers aside from like Dustin Johnson because he was in contention. But Phil Mickelson, did you see him on TV? You, you make a good point there, and I'm curious about that. Um, if they if there was intent there, I don't know. Had to be. Uh, I mean, Poulter got up. What was it? Thursday morning. Poulter got up. They booed him, and he he literally shanked his tee shot. I was I was actually watching I mean, that live terrible. when yeah. it happened, um, and he actually finished decent. Um, I don't remember yeah. saying DeChambeau either. I mean, and he was up there too. Yeah, you're you're he right. Made a light man. charge, yeah. I didn't even think about that, man. And I guarantee you nobody publicly would want to say that either. Um, or even – I don't even think I even read anything. So anybody saying that. that's a fascinating take. Hey, I saw the board very well this weekend. You uh, did? Yeah, tell finished, them about your win. Finished, I finished third in our in our pool that, uh, that, I, that we uh, – I got Joey doing with a, a buddy of mine. I uh, was one stroke off of winning the whole thing. I uh, lost out on a tiebreaker. But um, – Sam Burns shooting eight under. We do daily best. And Sam Burns shot eight under on Sunday. That catapulted two guys ahead of me. Um, but I uh, saw the board the best I had in a very long time. And then Joey had a pretty good weekend, too. On uh, Yeah. I do. So how, how much money did you throw down? And how much money did you win? It was $20 buy-in. Third place Third place uh, took $250. Uh, second place did like $600 and some. And then first place won like twelve or $1,300. Yeah, so, I do. I do something very similar to Jordan, and I get in that one. He does. I just didn't have time to do it, to be honest with you. So I didn't even bother entering that one this time. But uh, I do one. We do fifteen guys. We all throw in twenty bucks, and uh, I finish first. So uh, we just use one of the daily fantasy platforms and use the free function of it, and then just send around the money outside of the platform. But um, okay, so everybody signs up on this platform. Yeah, and you, and you it use just, that as the tool for like who wins. And exactly. Then, exactly. Okay. It's very similar to what what Jordan does as well. It's just a different format. Um, oh, I see. So we just use one of the daily fantasy platforms. Jordan uses, it's a, it's a website. It's one of uh, his, I guess, one of our mutual. It's, it's like mutual office coworker pool. sons. Yeah. But yeah. it's like an office pool thing is what he does. And uh, yeah. So I don't even know what I won yet. I'm, I'm friend of a friend in this thing and somebody else is getting the money for me. So I imagine I got a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, something. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, the pod was a uh, winner this weekend. So that's great. I don't bet on things like that, unfortunately. Uh, I should sometimes do that, but you know, I don't get the invites for the pools that you guys get into. You know, we'll so forward those along. How's, how's a man supposed to bet on something he doesn't know about? If you we'll know? forward you some of the pools. We do one for every uh, every major, so yeah. uh, you got you got the Masters to look forward to coming up. So I'll have to uh, get that approved by Kelly first, but uh, we'll we'll see. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
Oh, I was going to say too, uh, one thing we didn't touch on is uh, the rumors going around about Cameron Smith going to live, Yeah, which it seems like that's probably going to happen. Uh, and Joey, you were texting the group earlier that a couple others are probably going too. Yeah, I, I was reading about that Monday morning first thing. I think they did a good job of keeping most of that stuff silent, or at least Liv does out of respect, I don't know, of for the British Open maybe. Um, you definitely know some of those guys were asked, and you saw a couple sound bites all, a little bit this weekend or this week, this past week about it. But, um, yeah, it sounds like he might be gone. I, I read maybe Matsuyama could be gone. Uh, you saw earlier this week David Faraday is officially going to be the voice of Liv, which I think is a big get for them. Um, I do enjoy, you know, his – you know, his commentary. So it'll be fascinating, man. I, I'm a kind of an old head and I don't like change. So uh, I don't like like all this stuff going on, but I I can't blame these guys either. You know, that's my thing. Like, I mean, I think they're also going to try to play on the European tour and then maybe the Asian tour to try to secure their world golf rankings so they can get points for that. Is, are they okay? And I think be... there's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to get together, I think, and go play those on off weekends, which is a lot of weekends. Um, so they ultimately can pay, play in like world golf championship events. And then there's nothing that says that they can't play in the, the U S open, the P um, the U S open, the British open or the masters. Um, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We'll see how the masters handles it. Um, you know, there are, they they never shy away from controversy. Um, you know, as they've yeah. had a controversial history, um, we'll see how that, um, how that gets handled here coming in the next couple of months. You, you know, another thing I read was the, the last Australian to win a British open was Greg Norman. Greg Norman, yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny? Fate, man. Maybe it's fate. I, I, you know, I don't. I mean, I, I, I honestly, and I, you know, another buddy of mine, we talk about this too. I just don't understand the return on investment right now with it. I mean, there's so much money thrown at this, and they don't have TV deals. You know, they don't have uh, big sponsors and stuff like that. So, like, how do you keep this thing going? Well, I think it's like any, you know, startup more or less. Well, if you look at it like a business startup, you you know, you get investors and the investor here has deep pockets, we'll say. Yeah. And I don't think they care what they're losing, to be honest with you. That's just my take on it. It's the Monday Night Wars. It's WCW. Yeah, yeah George is comparing it to, to wrestling. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Greg Norman and the Saudis are no better than Ted Turner throwing money at Hogan, Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's no no different than you know those guys. Um, it made the I mean it made the sport better. So maybe it makes I mean, one thing. Yeah, I mean that it has done already is that the it seems like the PGA earnings are going up. Uh, you know, I, I think I read what was the British Open was at fourteen million this year. The total earnings in like the last year it was like eleven, so it went up by three or four or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so they're listening in that way. Uh, I, I think they've made some changes, or at least they've talked about making. They're going to have to because I mean, look at all the players that are leaving. Oh yeah, I, you know what I mean. Like, who's going to be left for Rory to compete against? <laughs> JT, JT sounds like Rory, to the PGA game. Like, so sounds like Rory, JT, Scotty. Those are three of the top ten there that that are going to hang around. I think for now, um, Rombo sounds like he's also going to hang around. So what about Spieth? Are you ready? I think Jordan's going to hang around. Yeah. Um, you on a first name basis with him? I go where kids goes. I go. Yeah, where, Jordan, I go where... Jordan's a big Jordan Childress is a big kids guy. So I tell you, man, I love watching his content um, when he gets on foreplay or whatever. I think he's he's great, man. He's a character that the he's, people need to see more of. 
He's who he is. That's the best part about him. Man, he's going to win them championships here in a couple of weeks to see if he can uh, repeat his title. He kind of seems like he would fit in with us too, you know, just like a group of good old boys. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's got, there's a video out there that my introduction to Kisner was that video of him on YouTube. I don't know, years ago where he gets thrown out of his own golf club because he and all his boys just get drunk and drive golf carts around, which I thought was the greatest thing ever. And he lived never in that golf course. Yeah. He can, it's the oldest country club in the United States. Yeah, they threw him out of it. They, they, he got suspended there for a little bit, I believe, at least yeah. what I read. He's like racing fact. go-karts on the back nine or something like, or not golf carts. Golf carts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should fact check him on that, Jordan, and we'll we'll do a follow-up on that. No, that, that, that's a real media. thing. That's a real uh, thing. Okay, yeah, okay. Joey's story's true. Okay, okay. Um, all right. So we get on, we get on the open. I thought it was great to watch. I mean, the open's always hard to watch just because of the time difference. Um, but we, we subscribed to, to Peacock this year and that was great to go on there and just kind of catch up. And they had really good, like, you know, segments you could watch and they kind of break it up on, uh, the different groups and highlights and that kind of thing. So I try to catch up when I could, um, you know, that way, I don't know. Where'd you guys watch it? Same, same, same. Watching all on Peacock on Thursday, Friday, and even Saturday for that matter. You guys say Network of the Mornings. They were nice about having that on there too. Yeah, they, they had it on there as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I agree, Jones. The thing, and I forget this about the British Open every year, but they everybody starts on the first tee, so they're not going off double tees. So it takes forever. So, I mean, they started oh, yeah. at 2 o'clock and they're 2 a.m. here, and it was still going at like 6 p.m., the first two rounds at least, you know. And they got all all day and all night anyway over there because it's laid out for so long this time of year. But um, I tell you what, one thing I wouldn't mind a few courses around here with no trees. <laughs> you know what I mean? Amen. Amen. Yeah, come play golf in the mountains, fellas, and see what you shoot. Okay. Not good would be the answer. <laughs> not good. Low eighties probably. Weather was not a factor this week at all. No, no. it played and it usually is significant, right? Usually, yeah, there. yeah. yeah. And that's what makes links golf so tough. It's crazy, man, when they hit when they hit their driver and how far the ball rolls. I mean, it is just, and you never know. Like, you can't really see it on TV, but like the terrain and how it's like really hilly, and like you never know where the ball is going to really end up. The thing is pretty cool too. If you if you watch those guys, if you watch look at their putters really close, they add a lot of that weighted tape to it. So, like, Tigers was very noticeable this week. He had tape in multiple different places. They want that putter to be heavy. So, they definitely, you know, those putts that are, like, I don't know what, 20, 30 yards, they want to try to make sure that they stay through that ball um, pretty heavily. And then a lot of those guys carry a ton of wedges. I think pretty sure that's why Cam Smith won. His short game is probably the best on tour right now. Um, I mean, I think he carried, like, four or five wedges. Um, And, I mean, he was just throwing darts all weekend. I read something too that he uh, on Saturday night. So he went out to the practice green and just like spent a bunch of time putting because uh, he didn't feel like the putts were really sinking. Uh, so Saturday night he spent some time on the green and obviously Sunday it paid off. Well, and, and he remember like, how what five birdies in a row on the back nine. Like, you remember how stagnant he was Saturday? Like he didn't play bad either on Saturday. Yeah. He had that one rough hole where he hit into the crap and decided, well, hit it into the rough and decided he wanted to hit it. You know, out of there with being standing in the bunker and he should have probably just played it out to the right and taken his, you know, stroke there and moved on, but he ended up hitting yeah. the more crap. Other than that, he didn't play terrible. I thought on Saturday either, but you said, like you said, he didn't putt well Saturday, so he didn't make enough 
didn't make enough birdies, didn't make enough putts, and was four or five back. So, and we know uh, now that two beers will fit in the Claret jug uh, perfectly. And he absolutely. said he was going to drink about 20 of those on Sunday. So, I mean, 20 times uh, two, that's, that's getting after that's ten, it. That's 10 Claret jugs worth, if my math's yeah. right. Also, shout out St. Andrews. It's open. It's open. Anybody can walk their dog, walk. It's like an open park. It's like literally like a municipal headquarters. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, anybody can be out there. I mean, it's wild. I'd love to go out there. I, I mean, I just love Europe in general, all the old architecture. And I mean, it's just, it's just kind of neat and the history that's there. Uh, it'd really be cool to go there and play some golf on any of the courses over in that area. I will say come uh, August on, uh, on my bachelor party, we are, we are playing a Lynx course. Uh, it does have a ton of water because it is at the beach, but it's Lynx style. It's going to be a lot of elevated fairways. You're going to have a lot of shots with the ball above your feet. I'd say um, our group is going to donate a lot of balls to that country club. Uh, yes. Probably. Yeah. I, will, I will be probably closer to the top of that list. Sorry to interrupt the program. But we wanted to let you know that Why Not Us is brought to you by Lincoln Road Roastery based in Kentucky. Lincoln Road is a coffee roastery and cold brew coffee and tea brewery. If you want good coffee, sparkling tea, or kombucha, look no further than Lincoln Road. They have locations in Northern Virginia and Pikeville, Kentucky. Or you can also visit their website at lincolnroad.coffee to receive coffee every month. And you can also check out some of the cool merch they have as well. Lincoln Road reminds us all to drink good coffee and do good things. Use code WhyNotUsPod to receive 10% off of your order. Back to the program. Yeah, we we're just talking about how Jordan uh, is going to have his bachelor party, and I'm going to probably donate a ton of balls. The whole group, probably. Well, as you said, the whole course, but I'm yeah, the whole group. real. I'm, I'm, I'm okay at golf, but I'm of these three, the least good at golf, we'll say. Um, and speaking of things that upset me, like hitting balls into the water, that's a nice transition for us into our segment of what's burnt Joey's bacon this week. Who burnt the bacon? Um, all of us, I, right? And we all we all brought something to burn our bacon this week. Uh, or my or or everybody. I don't know, you know, but we're gonna start with mine because but it started with you. Well, yeah. yeah, because of my love for bacon, of course. Um, which I had th- Saturday and Sunday today, but let me just talk real quick. Saturday, my cousin came over. Brought two different pounds of bacon with him and delicious to start. Sunday at the Nats game, we go in the, we always go into the PNC club now. It's kind of our thing. And thankfully to, for my aunts for uh, taking care of us, kind of like my pseudo mothers as well. Um, but all you can eat brunch. So, of course, I had probably another pound of bacon there, um, but oh just my. delicious. A pound <laughs> of bacon yourself. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably, dude. Um, just shout out Nats Park and the the staff there for. The I mean, you food. really got after it at brunch. Wonderful spread they put on before the wow. game. Yeah, and then we tipped the waitress a bunch of money. Um, and I say we, one of the aunts did, and she just kept bringing the Bud Lights. Man, all you can drink as well. So, um, a good BL smooth and bacon goes perfect together with brunch. So uh, <laughs> I cannot complain. But that again, that leads us to our new segment. What burnt my bacon? Um, I work, guys, local local government, and uh, this week I found out that our governor appointed a new uh, controller to our our region. And um, you know, politics is not my thing, even though I work in, in politics. And I go look up this guy's um, qualifications, thinking, oh, he's got to be an accountant. He's got to have some sort of background 
in accounting or maybe done it for a while. No, he's an elementary education major and uh, has been a career politician. You know, and I just, I I don't know if this guy knows a thing and I don't have to work with him, but I have to work with people who he supervises, we'll say. And uh, sure, he's a nice guy. I got nothing against him. Which that all trickles down, right? Don't know the guy. Yeah, it will eventually, right? And the people that I work with are great right now in that office and uh, just kind of upset me. You know, I'm like, not that I wanted the job because I didn't, but you know, it's just hard. It happens all over in life and and whatnot. But, you know, I'm like, what qualifications does this guy have other than being a career politician? You know, I, I jokingly ask people in the office about it. Oh, why this guy get chosen? Well, his father was it. I don't care about that. I just want yeah. someone who's qualified to do the job and hopefully he'll do a good job. Not to say he's not going to do a good job. Guy might be the best controller there is out there. Who knows? But uh, I don't know if he knows a thing about accounting. So that's what uh, upset me a little bit. And I, uh, I made that known around the office and people just kept like brushing it off. I'm like, no, we're not brushing this off. It's like, I don't understand. Like, help me understand why this is okay. Because to me, it's not okay as a common person, like, you know, I, I don't get it. And it, it is an elected office eventually. Um, so he will have to run to, to keep it. That's what uh, I was going to ask. So he, the governor appointed this position. Yeah. So why was, was the position vacant in the beginning, like the beginning? The, the woman who, uh, well, that's probably another thing that's going to make me upset, but she became a judge. So um, if she has any qualifications to be a judge, I mean, you got to have something. A lot I don't of degree, know. Maybe. I don't know. Man. I don't know. And like I said, I don't know these people from Adam, but more or less, it's the, the premise of how it, it's happening. Yeah. Um, and that's made me mad right? too. I can see why you're frustrated. Well, it's just like, and I just, I want someone who's going to do a good job. And I don't know if this guy does anything about like, if, it, if this guy to sit down and do my job on a daily basis, could he do it? I doubt it. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Man. I don't know. And there's really nothing worse than like somebody that works, uh, at a higher level than you, like an exec level, but they don't have any qualifications. It's really just like who they knew or whatever. And they just got like given that position. And then now you're reporting to them. Exactly. That sucks. And and good for them, I guess, for getting that job and being in that position. But for someone below them who, who has to like explain to them about them, like, I don't get it. Like I, I, that's just foreign to me. Right. Like my thing is you show up to work every day, you work hard, you move up. You know, that's how yeah. I was more or less not raised, but how I, you know, was taught it, taught it to be. Um, so when I see something like that go down and guy was, guy was a city politician and now he works for the guy, it just makes no sense to me. Maybe, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the guy went and got a master somewhere. I have no idea. Um, yeah. But it just, and ladies and me, gentlemen, man. if you want to quit your job, start a podcast and a YouTube channel. <laughs> but that's what burnt my bacon boys. Uh, it just upset me. And yeah. uh I, the answers I'm getting from other people about it are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, he has no, no accounting experience. Help me out here. Yeah, you know? that, that, I mean, that bacon is like not even edible. That's just horrible. Um, <laughs> throw that bacon in the trash. It's black. It's black. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah, throw it away. It's smoking. So, what well, burnt my bacon, uh, a lot different. Um, so my dog, and we mentioned this earlier, so I've got a son now. Uh, and so my dog, she like spends her time in the sunroom and the sunroom is also connected to our master uh, bedroom. And it's my job when I leave my bedroom uh, to make sure that I shut the door behind me and then lock the gate so she doesn't, you know, get into her bedroom and, you know, do whatever. She's two years old, still acts like a, you know, a puppy in a lot of ways sometimes. So I did not shut the door uh whenever she was uh 
in the sunroom and we were hanging out in the living room to our master bedroom. And, you know, when you have a newborn, the newborn is basically, you know, stays in your room, the bassinet's in there, changing table, all that stuff, we have that in there. So there's a lot of dirty diapers, right? So like, there's dirty diapers everywhere and it's hard to keep up. I mean, I think we change, I think on average, it's like 15 diapers a day. So it's a lot and it's hard to keep up with. So there's some, you know, hanging out on our changing table sometimes. It's okay, it's cool. It's being a parent. Uh, but the, my dog got in the room and got into some of the diapers and just by chance, uh, Kelly, we're sitting on the couch and she's going, did you shut the, the master bedroom behind you when you came back into the living room? And I was like, yeah, of course, of course I did. I always did. Like, why would I do anything different? Sure enough, I go in there and Penny, my dog, is on Kelly's side of the bed, chewing up some dirty diapers. Uh-huh. Not yeah. great. Not a great experience. And you can imagine what, you know, your wife would probably say to you uh, when you came back. Uh, Did you have tell her what happened? Did you own up to it? Yeah, you got oh, yeah. to admit fault, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you- yeah it was my fault. Um, and so my dog burnt the bacon, man. Um, so we, we had, you know, Kelly pulled the sheets off the bed and well, did, you know, did your dog or did you, that's what I'm confused here. No, well, I burnt the bacon for Kelly. <laughs> the dog doesn't know any better, but I was mad at the dog. Cause I thought she knew better. I know. I know. I'm giving you a hard time. So yeah, I guess there's two scenarios there where uh, the bacon could have been burned. Yeah. Cause I think you, you're mad at the dog. Kelly's going to be probably mad at you. I, I don't know. You know? <laughs> all right guys my dog penny she's so cute though man oh man it's, is. it's so hard to be mad at her he really is uh jordan and i are, are big dog people joey you might be too but i am definitely not, not a cat person i'll tell you that but the cat, cat showing up and joined the screen there grew up with cats grew up with cats not a dog person but yeah, yeah. uh that's a that's a story for another day maybe so it would be just so funny if like a jordan's cat just like magically appeared in like joey's screen there (laughs) (laughs) all the way from winston-salem to pittsburgh anyways um i'm going off topic here jordan well it's been burning my bacon lately this is like a daily occurrence um daily oh no well i i've got a little bit of construction i gotta go through on the way back home and it's like we're Interstate 40 branches off to a uh, to like a smaller interstate called 421, and there's a little bit of construction work, and people are not quite understanding how to merge, or when there's arrows flashing, get over. People just ride that lane all the way down and expect to be uh, let over. Um, there's too many free handouts in this country. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, like you're gonna have to follow the rules. I'm not gonna let you over. Um, I'm sorry, that, that just burns my bacon. It's like people don't know how to merge anymore. The tra- I'm telling you, I, I was texting you earlier about the traffic there in Winston, but seriously, man, those yeah. exits there are tight. It's tight. You got to you gotta go. You, you just can't wait. You those go. weave lanes, man. Those weave lanes, I believe what they're called, right? And you guys learn that yeah. driver's ed? Weave lane? Yep. Yeah. Uh, there, more people need to be taught how to drive from their, from their high school football coach in this country. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. That's, yeah. been, that's been what's burning my bacon. I need people to learn how to merge a little bit better or just get over, and we all can go through this a lot quicker. Yeah, road rage is just, like, not great. You know, I hate it. We all have it in us, you know. 
if you just drive the way you're supposed to drive, all of our bacon would be so good. And just crispy. Crispy enough. Not too tender. The fat is just cooked perfectly. Like just merge right, people. I got, a couple, bacon pounds, would be perfect. I got a couple pounds of bacon I might defaw after this pod tonight, you know? Oh, all right. For tomorrow morning or just like for a snack tonight? I don't know. Maybe. Well, it's not going to thaw. It's hot enough in this place right now, but, <laughs> um, but now probably for the morrow or the next day. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a breakfast guy, so I don't, I eat tons of bacon, but I don't, I don't eat breakfast usually. So you just eat your bacon at odd times during the day. Right. Right. So. All right. Let's transition into our super high fives, gentlemen. Here's so our super high five this Martin. week, which I think is an interesting one, uh, is our top five sporting events that we have ever attended. Um, so this is really any sporting event we attended originally. We thought we were going to do uh, five professional summer events, but it turns out there really isn't that many uh, professional sporting events in the summer. So we sort of pivoted pretty quickly and uh, we came up with this one. So I think it's a really good one. Um, and so, Joey, how about you? You want to kick us off? I mean, you went first last last I time. Love, I, mean, I love leading maybe, off, man. And baseball yeah. is the leadoff hitter. And I don't mind leading off every time. All right. Boys. That's and good. I, was, I was a damn good leadoff hitter, too. I'm not going to shy away from that. I think you can ask anybody who played with you. You hit the first pitch, or what do you do? Uh, I was a lefty, so I bunted a lot, man. Not that bunting is a thing anymore, but lefty, quick, small, didn't really grow to. I was a sophomore, junior in high school, so uh, leadoff bunter, lefty. Got down oh, the nice. line. So, uh, for me, guys, number five, started. we'll stick with the theme of baseball. I got to be in attendance in 2018 uh, at Truist Park when Ronald Acuna, Jr., Hit a grand slam in game three off of Walker Bueller, and the park went absolutely bananas. Um, here's where I would like to insert a video of me or a video of it happening of me at the park. But um, it was a nuts. So the Braves, that was their only win of that series, divisional series. And uh, since then, obviously, we've now won a World Series. But I was there, and I had actually just gone to Virginia Tech Notre Dame game the day before. Uh, fun fact about it. But it's just a memory of mine that'll be etched at forever. Um, it was unbelievable just how nuts the stadium went. It was in the first inning when it happened, and uh, it was crazy. Um, so number five for me, Braves game, divisional uh, game three of 2018. Uh, number four for me was recent. Um, I'll be honest, guys, I've always, and you guys know this about me, always loved college basketball. And uh, this year, the NCAA March Madness first and second rounds were in Pittsburgh. And uh, one of my little side things that I do is I work uh, men's and women's games at Duquesne running the scoreboard shot clock or game clock. So Duquesne was the host uh, here locally. Um, for those not familiar, the colleges in this and these areas are the ones that become the hosts for these rounds. And uh, Duquesne was the host. So they pull the, the table staff over and I got to work the first and second rounds uh, all um, six games. Yeah. All six games in the first and second rounds. And it was unbelievable, man. I got to sit courtside. And uh, it was great. It was just something that I'd been to one as a kid, but never been that close uh, and watched basketball at that high of a level uh, before um, on the men's side, that is. So um, very, very cool for me. Uh, number three, I've been to two home run derbies, also apropos to this baseball thing we got going on. Uh, in 2018, I got to go to the home run derby at Nats Park. Uh, my cousin Maggie works for the Nats. Shout out her. I was there this weekend with her at the game. Um, so I was there and actually in 2006, I was outside the stadium in, Pitt, in Pittsburgh 
um, dad, mom, brothers, and I, we all went up to the game and, um, we actually were on the bridge during the home run derby. We didn't go to the game. We didn't go to the home run derby. We didn't do anything else other than the fan fest, but we just wanted to be a part of it. And my dad wanted to be a part of it. And our summer vacation sort of coincided with that. Um, so very, very cool for me. Uh, number two, back to the NCAA tournament. Um, for those that now know, I was, uh, uh, director of basketball operations for women's basketball program at Radford University. And we got to participate in the NCAA tournament uh, in 2019. Uh, we were a 14 seed, got to go to Maryland and uh, participate in that. And a uh, big dream of mine, like I just talked about, was playing in one uh, as, a, as a player or coach. And I wasn't good enough to be a player. So uh, as, as part of a coaching staff, I got to be in one. And man, that was cool for me, cool for the kids. Um, just cool to be in that environment, you know, have, have a shot to win a national championship at the end of the day is really what it was. So it was cool very, seeing you on TV, just like going nuts on the sideline. I remember watching it. Yeah. And, but like my family got to come to that as well. Like I'm telling you, I had 10, 15 family members come like, that was so cool for me. Like just seeing them there, like seeing them in my element, um, you know, and that was the best job I've ever had. And I think I've told you guys that before, like it wasn't yeah. a day of work ever for me. And Jordan was there as well. Um, so right jordan i think you were there yeah yeah i was not there no, you weren't there that's leave. right you i had to leave for them to get over the hump to win the championship we that's however right. was on ryan's bachelor party he was in brevard north carolina that's i forgot i'm sorry I screwed, that. I screwed that up yeah we uh they were not both jordan was not there i thought he was but he had moved on at that point um but yeah so for me that was one of the coolest things man just to be a part of that um and number one for me guys is is something that I don't know if it's my favorite one, but it was number one because of how difficult this is, is winning the triple crown and, and horse racing. So that year that American Pharaoh won back in uh, 2015, I was at two of the three legs. Um, I went to the, went to the uh, Preakness in Maryland and the Belmont in New York. So I was there in 2015. I still have the $2 ticket uh, that I bought, never cashed to, to him to win. I think he probably was like one to two to win that day or whatnot. But um, I'll never forget, like, Bob Costas was there, and I was, like, trying to yell at him and say, hey, Bob, what's up, Bob? Like, just being annoying, like some drunk, annoying person. Um, I'll never forget, like, the New York, New York song they play afterwards, you know. Uh, but I was there, you know, and, you know, he was the first Triple Crown winner since 1978 with just with, uh, with a firm, excuse me, and now Justified's done it since then in 2018. But uh, just the gravity of that situation and that sporting event, um, I think, had to be number one for me because, you know, it, it hadn't happened in – shoot, what was that? Almost 40 years, you know? Um, and now it's happened twice since then, obviously, but or once since then, but, um, yeah. So that was my five guys. Um, it was, it was something that was cool. Memory I'll forever, forever. You've been to some pretty awesome events. Yeah. I love it, man. I've been lucky. I'll say mine are a lot weaker. How about, I'll just go ahead and dive in. Not that I've not been to a lot of sporting events. No, but we can always also Some move them, around, Jones. We can always yeah, switch yeah. these around. Like, <clears throat> you think mine should go last versus yours first or whatnot? Or no, you Jerry, different... yours, you, you should be first, man, because, <laughs> yeah, yours are just so good. Um, my number five, so the first PGA event or first, like, professional golf event uh, that I went to was the Greenbrier Classic uh, over in West Virginia. Uh, so that was a really good tournament. I think I was just like, was I in college or was I fresh out of college when I went to that? Uh, I think I was maybe a senior in college when I got to go to that. But just seeing like professional golfers up that close, uh, just smashing a golf ball is just unreal. 
it really makes you feel bad about how we play golf. But, um, you know, it's just pretty cool to be able to, to see professionals up that close. I think it was like, you know, Bubba Watson, I think Ricky Flat Fowler. I was up pretty close with uh, some of those guys. And I'm maybe mixing up some of the players because I've, I've got another golf tournament in this too. But, uh, yeah, the Green Bar Classic, that was a, a fun event. Went with some college buddies. We stayed like 45 minutes away uh, in another small town in West Virginia. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, you remember who won? I was just pure. I mean, the the whole property and the golf course and and everything is really nice. Do you remember who won, Jones? I don't. I don't. No. Uh, sadly, I don't. I should have looked that up before uh, before I listed it. But yeah, I don't remember who won. It's great. I've been as well. For those who haven't, it's it's it's. I would say it's one of the cooler stops. Usually, not a lot of the good guys go nowadays. But it's a great. It's a beautiful. Yeah, property. I think I went twice. I went the first year. And then I went to the following year. I think the year after that, it maybe got flooded and was canceled. Remember that one year? It was like the whole course was underwater. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so they didn't do it that year. They did it one more year, and then the PGA stripped it um, from them. Yeah. They don't have anything there anymore. Yeah, which is sad because it's so close to, like, where I'm at. And uh, it was a fun event. Number four, this one is hilarious. And uh, it's not really because of the game. Uh, it was just because of the whole, <laughs> the whole event around it. So I went to an Asheville tourist game. Uh, when was it? <laughs> Last year. I know, I, know where, I know where you're going with this. You know where we're headed with this. So it was just me and Kelly. And we go to Asheville, North Carolina quite a bit. It's only three hours from here. Uh, so we go down there and hang out a lot. And sometimes we go to the tourist games. Well, this one tourist game. It happened to be a Thursday night, and it was dollar dog night. And my eyes just lit up whenever I went to the the stadium and realized it was dollar dog night. There was no competition, like, going on. It was just dollar dog night. There was no, like, you know, how many hot dogs can you eat uh, and win a prize or something like that. So I decided, out of the blue, just to challenge myself to see if I could eat 10 of those hot dogs. And I did it. And I really paid for it. Uh, my body rejected it the next day. And, you know, the Biltmore is over there, the Biltmore property. Uh, so we, we go over there quite a bit, too, just to, like, go hang out. We go to the winery. We go to the restaurants over there. Spend some time on the, on the grounds there. And we're sitting there at one of the Irish restaurants. And my dog is with us. And uh, pretty well, as soon as we were signing the check, I pooped my pants at the restaurant. And it was just like something we are never going to forget because it was just so funny. And Kelly's got pictures of it. I thought I was just like, it, you can't really tell. It just looks like, you know, sweat or whatever. And she's like, no, it is like, a, <laughs> you can tell. So what we had to do, what we had to do with Target wasn't that far away. So we, we signed the bill immediately and uh, snuck out of there. Uh, didn't make a scene. You know, we tried to get out of there as quick as we could. Went to Target. Kelly goes in and buys me some, you know, underwear and shorts to change into, change in the parking lot, go right back after it. But man, I was, I was in, I was in severe pain for two days. Uh, but it was worth it. What a story, right? <laughs> Asheville Taurus Games. And the game ended up getting, uh, we left in like the seventh inning because it got like rained out, but then they fired it back up. They ended up winning. I think a guy hit a grand slam. 
so it would have been a great game to finish out uh, if we would have stayed, but, you know, I was in bad shape. <clears throat> Anyways, number three, the Virginia Tech and Tennessee game at the racetrack uh, in Bristol. That was a ton of fun. Um, the whole day was just like a lot of fun. It felt like we were uh, at a race again, just like tailgating all day. You know, we really start early, go out there, uh, get a tent set up and really do it right. Uh, and we actually had spike ball uh, for this for this one too, uh, this tailgate. So it was a lot of fun uh, playing with a bunch of good dudes and just hanging out with some good people all day. And the game was just incredible uh, at night and seeing it at, at that big of a level. Um, I mean, what was it, like 130,000 people or something crazy like that were there. Um, it was incredible. So that, that was a lot of fun. Let me ask you a question. Did uh, two brothers that we know run that spike ball event? Did they, they run did. everybody out of business? I yeah, feel. they cheated. They cheated. If they're listening, they cheated. Were, and I would like were, to uh, – I, I would say we should do a rematch. They were very good at it. We'll put it that way. Well, when one of them figured out how to serve and get it over your head, that's when it really went south for everyone because you really couldn't return the ball back. Correct. And if you've not played spike ball, you should go YouTube it. Uh, it's an amazing game, and I don't get to play it enough. But that was a lot of fun. Do you own one? No. No, I don't. I can't remember whose that was. If, if I, I don't recall either, Jones. I don't we'll round one up and take it to the beach. Yeah, we should. I mean, it's a lot You're of fun to play. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, so number two, this was when I definitely was in college. I got to go to a master's practice round. Uh, so a buddy that I played baseball with, uh, he's from Wise, and his dad entered a uh, competition online or something for like a giveaway for tickets uh, for the Final Four and for the Masters, and he won both of them. Wow. So he got to go to the Final Four and then uh, turned right back around and got to go to the Masters, and they invited me to go with them to the practice round uh, on that Wednesday before the tournament started. So got to go to Augusta, you know, walk the course all day and just like, you know, again, be right up against all the professional golfers. And it was just an incredible uh, experience. And, you know, one that I wish um, that I hope I get to go back. I applied for tickets again this year. Uh, I'm sure Jordan and, and Joey, you did too. Um, maybe we'll hit it at some point. Once you get in, do you, are you in for, for life or do you have to apply every year? Yeah, reapply every year. I'm 15 years and haven't been picked yet, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, annual, that was fun. That was cool. The annual tradition like any other when you get that email. Yeah. And I uh, I kept like a, you know, souvenir cup. I still drink out of it. And everything's cheap there. Like three bucks for a beer. Pimento oh, yeah. cheese sandwich is like really cheap. Um. You know, you wouldn't think that a lot of things at the Masters Golf Tournament would be, you know, that cheap when you're drinking like a $3, 16-ounce beer, you know. But anyhow, the, the golf was good, uh, the time was good, and now the cat is back. <clears throat> All right, and number one, uh, and this one is like, we've already talked about this, but our stretch of going to the NASCAR Bristol night race for that many years in a row and just like being with all you guys that whole weekend. I mean, those were some of the best times of my life. Uh, and I don't regret it one bit. And that's how Joey and I got so close. And um, man, it was just a fun, fun time. And I hope we get to go back again with our families 
um, you know, someday and get the, get the gang back together again and go do it. That would be, be a little bit different these days. I'll say that, but we'll still have a good time. That, that would be a great idea though, dude, honestly, at some you point should. that's, yeah, that was my honorable mention. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that other, that Virginia tech game. I didn't even think about that one, but that I was there as well. I, it's just, I was, I was just trying to come up with bigger events for me. Um, yeah. and that's what I came up with, but you're right. All those are great memories, man. Those are awesome. Yeah. All right, that's me, man. Jordan, off to you, buddy. All right, staying on that theme that you all were talking about, my number five is uh, the 2000 Virginia Tech-Virginia football game. It was Michael Vick's last game in Lane Stadium. Um, yeah, I was at – I was at, Hokies. I was eight years old. Um, there was definitely a buzz around. Everybody knew he was going to enter the NFL draft in 2001. Um, it capped off. I think they were 11 and one. Their only loss that year was Miami. I think they beat Clemson in the Gator bowl that year. Um, it was, it was a, it was a wet game literally day after, uh, seven o'clock kickoff day after, uh, Thanksgiving, um, quite a few random names on that team, um, that they'd lost from the year before. But, um, yeah, just being, I guess, in person to see Michael Vick's last game, in Lane Stadium in a Virginia Tech uniform, uh, pretty good. Uh, even though I was a little younger on that one, uh, that that one just randomly came to me last night. I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, it was cool. definitely Very. put Virginia Tech football on the map, and and to be there for his last game in Lane was was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four, this one's just a rare, this is a random regular season baseball game. So I've had I I was a Cincinnati Red season ticket holder for for several years. Um, this game came – it was the Cincinnati Reds versus Pittsburgh Pirates game on September 11, 2010. It was the 25th anniversary of Pete Rose breaking Ty Cobb's all-time hit record, which occurred on September 11, 1985. It was the first time Major League Baseball had allowed Pete Rose to be on a Major League field since Paul Giamatti banned him in 1989. Um, Bud Seeley gave special permission for the Reds to have him physically on the field. Uh, Pete had been to multiple Reds games throughout his time during that ban. He just had to buy a ticket. So this is the first time he was actually able to come to an event um, as an invited guest uh, of Major League Baseball. That game uh, ultimately ended in Joey Votto's first career grand slam and walk-off home run. That was during his MVP season in 2010. He was a rookie in 08. Um, so that was pretty cool. I'll always hold that one. Um, and that was the first time I had gotten to see Araldus Chapman in person. Um, uh, we had ticket, we traded in our season tickets and got some tickets behind home plate. Um, and it was, it was pretty impressive watching him throw 105, not too far away on that. Um, my number three on the topic of what is going on tonight was the 2015 Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Um, the Midsummer Classic was in uh, in Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Um, I was able to watch the game for my season tickets. It was great. Um, my mother went with me on that trip. Um, it was very cool. I will say, if anybody's a baseball fan, the the All Star Games like everybody that loves the game of baseball is there. Um, obviously, probably not so much tonight as it's in LA and it's probably the who's who's in the stands. Um, but if you're ever lucky enough to go to it, it's pretty cool. It's like the best of the game or out on the same field together. Um, and then like everybody there like loves the game. Also Cincinnati is a very baseball heavy town. Joey's been to a couple of games with me up there. Um, you know, the Reds. I assumed been- all five of yours would be Reds games. 
Um, but, uh, you know, it's like the town loves baseball, loves Cincinnati Reds. They've not been great a majority of my life. Um, I've had eight winning seasons in my 31 years of life. So it's a little bit, a little bit rough, but that was like definitely a high moment. Uh, my number two is definitely, it's going to be the home run derby in 2015 to see Todd Frazier win at his home stadium on a walk-off against Jock Peterson. It was the first year that they'd implemented the clock um, and the extra bonus time on the home runs. Uh, the stadium mm-hmm. erupted when he won that. Um, and he was, you know, he was the first, um, he's the first player to ever win it in their, their home stadium until Bryce Harper did it in 2018, like Joey was talking about. Um, that was an unforgettable night. Just that emotion and just being so cool. So I had my Todd Frazier home run derby jersey on. I had on that night. It was pretty cool. Um, How poetic. What's that? How poetic. Exactly. So I'm working back into the Knights theme. And then number one for me, um, you know, we've kind of talked about um, Bristol Motor Speedway, but I know it is Bristol International Raceway. Uh, my, t- my parents had season tickets from uh, 1983 up until 2002 and we let them go. Um, my first race ever was uh, I was in the womb. It would have been the uh, Valleydale 500 uh, and when August of 1990. Or excuse me, the spring of Valley 500 in the spring of uh, 91, it would have been in, in March back when, when Bristol raced there. So my mine are two parts. Uh, it would have been the Goodyear 500 in 1995. Um, Rusty Wallace led, I would imagine, 400 and some of those 500 laps. Um, about 50 laps in or at the end of the race, uh, Terry Texas, Texas Terry, the tornado takes over the lead. Uh, and then here come that black number three rearing its ugly head toward the um, toward the front of the field. Dale Rex Terry um, and as they crossed the finish line, Terry they literally got a wrecker and hauled the number five Kellogg's car to Victory Lane. Uh, that's a famous photo of them taking in front of it, and the front end of that car is just absolutely demolished. Um, it was, it started probably the rivalry between those two as, uh, as Terry ended up going on and winning, um, uh, a NASCAR championship shortly after that. Uh, and then it is a two part as, as 1999 comes back, um, another dominated race, uh, Terry leads pretty much all, all the laps. And then right as the finish, the famous quote of "I didn't mean to I didn't mean to wreck him. I just meant to rattle his cage." As uh, Dale turns Terry in turn three, uh, crosses um, crosses the finish line, takes checker flag in his uh, his last win at Bristol, um, which is pretty cool to be in attendance there. Um, our season tickets had always been beside this family that lived in Bluff City, uh, and they the wife was a Bobby Labonte fan, and the husband was a Terry Labonte fan. My dad always sat to to the side. They sat to the left of us. My dad always set beside them. It was very ironic. The guys decked out in Kellogg's gear. My dad's decked out in, in Dale Earnhardt gear. And um, that is the only time I've ever heard Dale Earnhardt boot in my, in my life. Uh, mm. watching him, him race at a lot of different tracks that we traveled to. Um, there was a mix of cheers and boos. Um, it was incredible. Saw him win his last race there at Bristol. Um, and we shortly gave up our tickets um, after he had passed. We, we finished out the 2002 season and it just got to the point where um, where Bruton and Marcus Smith had changed the fact that you um, you couldn't just buy nat- tickets for both races. You had to buy every ticket tickets to every event that Bristol was hosting that year, whether it was World of Outlaws, mm-hmm. Drag, Strip, uh, Concert, you had to buy all the tickets. So they kind of almost priced the fans out of it that way. Yeah, um, yeah those two definitely are, are, are my top. 
um, those are those two those two are always in commercials um, when it comes to comes to Bristol. Um, but saw a lot of moments there. Um, but those two are definitely probably going to be at the top of my list. Uh, yeah. Saw a lot of different moments in NASCAR. Would see Dale win his last uh, race at Bristol, and it to be that moment. Um, it's probably tough to beat that. Tell you what, I mean, going to a NASCAR event is just so fun. Right. It's got to be the only event that you can take your own cooler in. Uh, you know, yep. it's, it's just a lot of fun, man. It's I always tell people, and, and people judge it because it's more of a southern. We'll call it southern sport. Obviously, there's tracks in the north and west and Midwest and whatnot, but it gets that association. How about how about it? I always tell people don't judge it till you try it when it comes to that because it's a blast. Sure, it really is. It's, it's about the company you keep there as well. Um, yeah, but it's it's a sport that I think you gain a lot of appreciation for for seeing it in person. So yeah. Yeah, and seeing um, it at Bristol at, the, at night on that short track, I mean, it's just insane. I just love the the reflection of the lights off the cars. And, and yeah. this, I mean, I, you know, you guys know this about me, too. I'm a big NASCAR guy. I love it. And it's just great. It's it's a fun sport. I really, really wish more people would get into it. I remember yeah. as a little kid, um, we didn't have season tickets. Well, we did have season tickets. They weren't physical seats. Our, our seats used to be in the in the Yarborough section. Um, but we used to take a cooler and sit in turn two before they filled all the seats in. And you would just take a cooler, and you would just sit on the on the on the grassy bank. So the the track used to not be seats all the way around. Yeah. Turn, yeah. turn two and turn three used to be just grassy hills. So it literally looked like a football stadium originally because you had seats just in the in the in the in bank there between two and three and then on the other side. So it's a crazy banks and they're just people be sitting on coolers, the parties going on out there. Um, and it's kind of changed. It definitely um, it definitely took a different route uh, when the mid 2000s came. They definitely tried to market to a different different demographic and then the recession hit. So sports mm-hmm. definitely made some transitions coming back. I don't know how much you guys have, have watched it this year, but uh, the next gen car, I think, going in the right direction um you see they announced that chicago race today so they're yeah they're doing that uh i think chicago's got a lot of work to do there's a lot of potholes uh on michigan avenue a lot of potholes so. the coliseum thing was cool this year they did as well yeah i haven't been able to make it um to the dirt there and then the la coliseum um oh yeah they did bristol dirt not two years now yeah yeah it was yeah. two years um this year was bad this year was okay. They're getting better at it. I, yeah, I'm not so sure. Uh, they're, trying to, they're trying to make it more attractive with you know F1 being a big thing now. For sure, F1's definitely right on their uh, tails. But um, I'm excited. North Wilkesboro is opening back up uh, here in a couple of weeks. Uh, Dell Dell Jr. is going to come run a couple of late models up here, so I'm going to try to get out there and uh, see him uh, in a car uh, again for for the first time, I guess, since we went to Martinsville, Joey. Yeah. Hey, what we've done two episodes so far, and Dell Earnhardt has come up in both of them. Both. I, I work. I work it in. I mean, it's it's. Should it, we keep it going and then like just drop a t-shirt or something? Done. <laughs> and look by Luke's suggestion, we should turn this into a NASCAR podcast. I'm going to have to freshen up on my NASCAR knowledge, and certainly need to go to more races than just the Bristol race. Uh, more so, just that I, I go there to have a good time, but. Uh, is that the closest track to you technically, Jones, or is Kentucky closer? There's the Kentucky. Where's, I don't know. Kentucky oh, Bristol, Bristol, Bristol's wow. a lot closer. Kentucky's okay. practically in Cincinnati. It's right near the airport, Joey. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Bristol's the 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 closest for me, and that's the only race I've ever attended. Uh, was the has it been the Bristol? Race. There's a lot of cool ones out there. Um, yeah, I've done. I think I've done four four tracks cool now out there. Yeah. Nice. I'd like to go to Daytona. Daytona, Talladega. I do recommend those two. 
Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely party on the boulevard. I mean, they don't stop. I'd say not. They don't stop. And well, there's fellas, a- I think we, uh, I think we put together a pretty good program here. Sounds good. We had two Zoom links. We we got through it. We're going to be uploading over an hour of footage for you guys uh, to listen. So listen on Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast: Amazon, Google, uh, Apple. Listen on all those platforms. Keep up with us on Why Not Us Media on Instagram. And we also have a YouTube channel, Why Not Us Podcast. Go check that out. And if you want to reach us directly, uh, reach us at whynotusmedia at gmail.com. Gentlemen, do we have anything else to say to send this podcast off? We've got about 30 seconds left. I got nothing. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. uh, If you made it this far, thanks for uh, taking the time out of your day to uh, listen to a couple dudes talk. Yeah. Why not us, fellas? Subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thanks, guys. Yeah.